Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for your main event of the week. Hailing from Table Show Studios in Kansas City. Hosted by Captain Awesome and T-Mac. It is the Spanish Announce Table. It is uh, the Spanish Announce Table. We are recording. I'm saying that now because we've had some uh, bad luck where we found out it was not recording. Yeah, it's episode two two, the Spanish announce table. We've got an interview tonight in our third segment, our now newly uh, rotating <coughs> third segment, uh, an interview with the new NWL STL champion Maverick. Uh, stay tuned for this interview. You're gonna like it. It gets fun. There's there's even some heart touching moments. It's a good interview. It was as it, I said. It felt so almost, good that I felt like it, you know what I mean. It was too quick. We're gonna have to have this gentleman back on numerous times. Definitely. And as I said in the interview, which you'll hear later, uh, this is a full-bodied interview. You get every aspect of emotion through this interview. And it was only it was one of our quicker ones just because it's late. We didn't want to waste too much of his time. He is the champ. I know he has other concerns uh, and commitments to uphold. So, you know, we let him do that. But, uh, yeah, it's a great interview. It's one of our better ones. And we always say that, but we mean it. And uh, we're getting better. And the guests are getting better. And so it's a it's a great time with old Maverick, the new STL NWL STL champion. But before that, Captain, how are you? I, I am, get to ask the first time. Uh, I am busy, shit, man. You, <laughs> you're always busy. Yeah. I'm great. Uh, yeah. Today was super busy. Uh, but what have I been up to? I binge watched season five of House of Cards. Which, hey, so me and my girlfriend watch it, but we watch it together. So it's hard to like talk about it because like we're talking about it as it happens you know and then we reflect like we reflected today about what we watched last night kind of thing but if you watch house of cards uh send me a tweet let me know what you think of season five because i'm a little indifferent and so i'd just like to know someone else's opinion that's also viewed the same product i have as we do with pro wrestling but yeah i watched that um and oh we had picture day at work Ugh, that was weird picture day at work yeah so we're getting new badges so we uh, have to have our picture on the badge yeah. so everyone has to go through picture day yeah and so yeah but we had to dress professional and i was like why it's for us how's our face going to be different if i'm wearing a tie they don't want if you lost it they don't want somebody seeing it and be like oh that this company employs right. this vagabond i was gonna wear uh, a robe and a, a boa but right. they said no. Yeah. I did ask. I did ask. I was like, hey, it's professional. Look at the professional wrestlers. It's professional wrestling. Yeah. I like that. So fuck off. I but like that. Right, what else, no. man? How's how's the new the new home doing? The new, new home is still we're we're about ninety six percent done with being settled in. As I speak, there's a couple Where? boxes behind me that I need to still put up and then there's some other decor that what? needs to be hung. Does she have but to like that, move stuff around to fit your stuff? Uh she did give me about a row and a half of her library, which we've showed before <laughs> you in don't our past need that uh, much. What? I, I do. I have you about don't need that much. What's up, guys? This is Jet Royal. You're listening to the Spanish Nation. Nice. 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 Now, she has about 200. Yeah. And she's got like. <laughs> 
textbooks and encyclopedias and like you know what i mean yeah. like she's got all Foreign kinds of like yeah. books right about, you know how to learn french better because uh she's fluent in french yeah. not not how to learn french how to learn french better yeah yeah yeah, right. yeah. she is fluent in french uh can read it can speak it uh one of <laughs> how, my favorite how to learn french is- better for women who date dummies right there it is there it is <laughs> the new book actually going back to pro wrestling uh you know, she she is highly intelligent. I am definitely dating up. She is oh, yeah. my better half. Yes. Amazing. I can't give her any more compliments because they to. would all be done. You should. However, uh I know I mean I'm I couldn't I could go on and on and I still it still wouldn't be enough. That's what I mean. And uh-huh. all the sappy stuff aside. What my point is is uh, as I watch Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, you know she'll read a book. She'll we'll pl- we'll both play with the dog, but she'll typically just be kind of distracted a little bit, doing her own thing, right? Reading a book, maybe on Facebook, things like that. But what always catches her ear is if Maurice or Kevin Owens speaks French, and she just instantly is like, ugh, because French Canadian French totally is different, different. than French from paris and yes. you know cities like that in france and she just is like that is the disgusting way to say those words like the most disgusting way to say it is the way marie says it like Heat. it's so hilarious because i don't Heat. catch it Heat. yeah well yeah you would like right. yeah and like when uh you know on this monday segment when uh, marie uh, storms off because Miz went through the clock and <laughs> all right. that stuff yeah. and he's yelling je t'aime je yeah. t'aime she was like that's not horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I love it. I love, I love it. it that. Awesome. I like that. I um bought a four wheeler. Uh, yeah. Why? Well, because we want toys when we move out to the ranch. Uh, God, you are sounding more and more like a Waco, Texas right. believer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Uh, well, also for utility purposes, if we've got to do stuff around the the, the ranch. Um, now we we've been talking about getting one, and I saw one pop up. And let me tell you this story. Uh, man, the guy says, "All right, it's in great condition and it's a decent price, right?" So I'm like, uh, "Yeah, I mean, great. I mean, it's in good condition, right? And a decent price." And he says, "I'm getting rid of it because I when I wrecked it." I had a pretty bad accident, and I had to have major facial reconstructive surgery. You'll see when you get here. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? And sure enough, and I mean, the guy's, guy's awesome, right? And great, but so we got that four-wheeler. Um, been moving. Uh, I babysat uh, some kids while my uh, wife and, and their mother went to a uh, festival here in town. Uh, they're friends of the family, Ew, though, so the kids just the played. Worst. They're friends of the family, so the kids just played. Although that's where my son, I told you, we've talked about my son and his smartassery. Yeah, it's great. Swim trunk. Swim trunks. Let me tell you what swim trunks has done. Two, two stories here. So while he's playing with his friends, uh, him and the girl are in the closet. Right? So I'm going, I go, wait a minute. (laughs) Now, this is not where it's going. This is not going where you think it's going. But this, where I immediately thought, you know, so I go, open the door and I was like, what are you doing? And they're just sitting there with like, paper and pencil and they're like they're like we're playing hospital do you have anything that hurts and i went my brain hurts and my son said probably because it's too big like your forehead <laughs> i was like the fuck did you just say to me man <laughs> and just shut the door and let them continue playing uh the next thing is the next day i'm walking down to him right and i go to sneak up on him scare him 
And he looks at the last second, and he goes, I felt something coming. And I went, you felt the intimidating presence of the Almighty. And he says, no, more like a loser who's trying to scare his kid because he has nothing better to do. And I said, <laughs> I said, I said, I said, I resent the loser part. <laughs> right? That's a great line. Right. Good for him. Right. Slim drunk. So there's a snapshot into how my life works. All right. Oh, so we've that. had That's a lot awesome. of... We've had a lot of wrestling, man. Wrestling. Let's talk about some wrestling. It was a good wrestling. week. Yeah, let's get into the three Ps. Let's do it. Explain what the three Ps are. The three Ps are uh, three items that I give you that ha- occurred over the last week to be positive about. Because uh, if you are a longtime listener, you know I can be easily negative about anything in life, specifically pro wrestling. So I've chosen because of... Um, feedback from our listeners and our other co-hosts that I should be positive. And I also think I should be positive. So I'm giving you and me three things to put a smile on your face that happened in this week in pro wrestling. Typically it, it centers around WWE. I try uh, to get, you know, the ROHs, the impact wrestling, the new Japan's uh, of the world. Their you know, due time as well, or do, uh, uh, noted mm-hmm. uh, things like that, but <laughs> right, you know, whatever. Those um, things. wrestling, yeah, yeah sure. Uh, but here they are the three P's. I like this P1 after I stumbled through that introduction. P1 now, God bless America. We're only we were only on night one, and they took this beef from Raw to Twitter, which just tells you that they're both invested into it. But it's the segment between Samoa Joe and Paul oh, Heyman. God. How good was oh, that? Amazing. Because Paul Heyman does his, you know, hey, this is an awesome promo, and this is why you should be excited about this matchup, right? You're the w- worst-case scenario because of the damage that you can do to my client. But remember, Brock Lesnar can do that same amount of damage to you, even though you're yeah. the right hand of destruction. Right. Yada, yada, yada. It's fucking awesome, right? But then Samoa Joe gets, like, fucking serial killer rapey on him and puts him in a corner. Yeah. And then it's like, I want you to describe the pain well, and suffering you're going to go through. Well, and, and then fucking chokes him out. But and no mic. Like he just starts yeah. talking to him. That was the best part even, I think. Yeah, just, oh, uh, that was great. And that was unique. Yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't, oh, in the mic, I'm talking to you. Everyone can hear. It was a real like, okay, so now that the segment's over, this is the real shit. Hmm. And I'm going to fucking hurt you. And I know that you need to tell Brock Lesnar how bad this hurts. Oh. And it was fun. And then they even do a follow-up with when Paul Heyman's in the uh, mm. training room, which was, I don't know why you're being choked, but anyhow. Uh, and then he goes, and he shows the phone and it says Brock in all yeah. caps, which that was a great little yeah. tidbit is all caps. Brock. But, and then he calls and he's like, I'm coming next week. Like, fuck yeah. Who knew that a stopgap feud, because we all know that it's Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns that are going after Brock, but this stopgap feud is going to steal the show. Yeah, fuck it's be yeah, great. Samoa Joe, fuck God. yeah, Paul Heyman. If these guys can work well together, they're just going to muscle throw each other around. They're just going to, ah, oh, it's going to be great. 
I'm excited. Imagine the fucking suplexes and the power that Brock Lesnar knows he's going to have to bring to throw a 300-pound fucking tub of Samoan goo, Samoa Joe fucking around the ring, Mm -hmm. right? That's going to be awesome. I'm excited. All right, P2. It's a table of three. Or is it table of three or table four three? Table four three. Table four three. The table for three. Now, I did this last week with the Jim Cornette, Eric Bischoff, Michael Hayes, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they hit another home run. Randy Orton, Ric Flair, Bruno San Martino. Say what? Say what? Now, I will give them this little bit of criticism, but it was no one's fault. But there were a couple different times when Ric Flair and Randy Orton were like, yeah, remember back in those days? Mm-hmm. And then Bruno was like, nope. that wasn't there. Yeah. Like, I wasn't in evolution. You know what I mean? So, but that's no one's fault. Right. Right. But Orton and Sam Martino connected really well. Cause Orton played the facilitator to this whole conversation, right? Like he was the one who's like, I got you a question. I got you a question. Okay, right. I got you. And so he did really well. And then, you know, Ric Flair will tell a story at the drop of a hat. And then Bruno San Martino even like dug deeper into, you know, the years that he lived uh, in uh, Italy, I believe it was Italy, right? I don't know. Yeah, I believe it was Italy. Yeah. Uh, yeah oh, flying his youth and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah before, sure. Right. Yeah, before he came to America, right. and he like dug a little deeper into you know uh, what that was like, how horrible it was for his mother, and you know the Nazis that took over uh, the part of the country he lived in. It was fantastic. So that was P two. Keep hitting those home runs for table for three. Loved it. Loved it. All right. And then P3 is the new wrinkle in the Enzo and Cass story. Yeah. I like this. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah, now Cass gets jumped. And they say, did you see anyone? And he doesn't see anyone, but he grabs Enzo's chain that's yeah. laying next to him and hands it to Enzo. And then on top of that, Enzo gets a win with Big Show, who does – as good but just as serviceable of a cast mm-hmm. as cast right and then cast looks at big show and now we have a new suspect so yeah. is it the revival is it enzo is it cast is it, it big show who knows who? i love that who who who, who? who? so three p's raw right now uh maybe it's because the bar is so low however fuck yeah Raw, yeah, it's got some interesting storylines going, and we'll delve more into that when we get into Tweet the Table. But first, we're here to talk about the news, right? Some of the hottest topics of the week. We love to break them down, kind of go over them. Some of the stuff that you'll find on the dirt sheets, there's obviously plenty more, but we're just going to pick four. Yeah? Mm, You go first. All right, I will go first. And, you know, we didn't, uh, uh, we're both in the midst of a move. We had this interview going, super busy at work. So normally we have some funny headlines and stuff, but we're not going to have that this time. Hey, if you want funny headlines, donate a dollar. Yeah, donate a dollar. All right, WWE is planning to hold live events in the United Kingdom twice a month after the UK Championship Series officially kicks off. Uh, top stars that were featured on the series recently signed new deals. Uh, Ryan Satin of Pro Wrestling Sheet was the first to report the news. The current plan is to shoot the television show every six weeks and for the live events to run every other week in the UK. Huh? Look so- at Tyler Bate. Mm-hmm. Let's just... I've never heard of a deal that he has. I mean, he I don't know what kind of money he's making, but he has to be making a shit ton of money. And I say this for this reason. 
So now he's in the WWE UK, right? He's already mm-hmm. the first ever WWE UK champion, right? Right. So now you know he probably got a new contract with this new development in the UK series, right? Yeah. Or whatever special. I don't know what we're calling it, sure. but programming. The WWE UK programming. Right. Well, he's also on Progress, right? Yeah. The promotion uh, started by a stand-up comedian and his friend that's just killing it right now mm-hmm. with uh, Dunn and Riddle and all those other guys. And then he's in another promotion called OTT, which is Over the Top, which is based, I believe, in uh, Dublin, mm. Ireland. Wow. I mean, think of that. And the kid's only uh, like 20, right? Like, I mean, he's, he's like a, 20. Yeah. <laughs> and now he looks like he's 43, but he's 20. Yeah. And it's just incredible. Like, make that money, Tyler Bay. Yeah, Good for he's you. Doing he's doing it. And this is where WWE's trying to go. They're going to have, they're going to set up shop in UK and try to run that all the time so that the people in the UK network have more incentive to watch the network, right? And buy the merch and all that stuff. So they have their own little UK thing in addition to the big show in, in the US stuff. And then India will have one. Like, this is WWE's long term plan, I feel like, to be setting up around the world. With these deals that they'll air on the WWE Network, and there yeah, we go. Yeah, just it's feeder promotions. Truly, the World Wrestling Federation at that point. Yeah, right. And then that's when I think you need to hopefully, like, I love, I love the idea of two shows with two different champions because it gives you a reason to tune in to each show specifically, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's weird that if you had one champion, they bounce around. It's like, well, I like him better on SmackDown. I wish he would just stay there. And then when he goes on Raw, I hate it or, what, right. or whatever, right? However, yes. I I hope they do some type of, like, like when they do Night of Champions, it should only be the heavyweight champions. So it's the UK champion. It's the NXT champion. It's the Universal champion. It's the WWE uh, World Heavyweight champion. And that's the tournament. Tag it's team just champion. The- What's that? Oh, so you're going to do a tournament? Yeah, just a tournament of champions. It's the night of champions. So who's the champion of champions? Right, so it's a king of the ring, but the king of the ring participants are only WWE champions. I like that. That's a cool idea, right? That is a cool idea. I like that. Yeah. I I got a little chills thinking about it. All All right, right. let's go to number two. All right, let's do that. A little bit of sad news here. WWE Hall of Famer Harley Race has broken both legs after a fall in his home in Troy, Missouri on Tuesday. Uh, Race sustained a fracture to his right femur and suffered breaks in his left fibula and tibula, as well as a spiral break of his left ankle. That means it like turned when he was. Oh, my God. The W the WWE Hall of Famer required emergency surgery to relieve the swelling in both legs late Tuesday night. Uh, he was subse- subsequently uh, required four blood transfusions and underwent surgery on Friday to reset the fractures. Jesus, the older you get, the harder that shit is when you just fall. God damn. So, uh, a fall is we, what killed uh, Dusty Rhodes. What's that? A fall is what killed Dusty Rhodes. I know. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So this is really scary news. So uh, Spanish announce table and I assume all of our listeners are wishing him a speedy recovery. Um, a little bit of sad news. But, I mean, that's what happens, unfortunately, as you get older. So uh, the best news is Ooh. that uh, he, is this, you know, is comfortable and keeps this, on kicking around. Is this another testament to how tough uh, he is? 
That's how Harley Race is. We've heard it all the time. They read off the stuff he said again, or that he did again, like a spiral okay, yeah, fracture of it. Yeah. Ray sustained a, frac- a fracture to his right femur uh-huh. and suffered breaks. Which is the upper in his leg, left, one, right? Right. And right. suffered breaks in his left fibula and tibia, as well as a so spiral the and the, break. Right? In the- yeah. As well as a spiral break of his left ankle. I didn't even know what that meant until you described it right then. Because I was well, like, I'm assuming spiral that's what that has to mean, yeah, right? Like, it has that, to be. That that's what, oh. And if you want more stories, about how tough Harley Race is. As I mentioned in my three Ps, the table for three with Ric Flair, Bruno mm-hmm. San Martino, and Randy Orton. Flair tells some fucking awesome stories about Harley Race. I so imagine. check that out. Yeah. Well, yeah, I hope he gets well soon. We'll move on to another one. According to a new study done by Magna Global for Sports Business Journal, The median age of wrestling television viewers has almost doubled. Since the year 2000, the age of the professional wrestling television viewer, which was 28 years old then, uh, has risen now to a median age in 2016 of 54 years old. Of the 25 sports covered in the study, which used data from this study, uh, or excuse me, from the 25 sports using data in the study, wrestling saw the biggest increase in median age. Deadspin picked up the story, though Dave Meltzer tweeted that the premise is accurate, but the current average sounds high. Raw and SmackDown are still in the 40s. There's still something here, though. They're not attracting younger viewers. But they write for a younger audience, which I don't understand. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So if your audience well, cause is older. Because they're trying to get the younger audience, and it's not working. I, I've ta- you know, we've talked about this before, but. The younger crowd will go to the cool things. You don't – this isn't Disney, right? Like this isn't all just for kids, right? Right. Wrestling and pro wrestling and WWE even more specifically to that is a catch-all, right? So they try to catch everything. But if you want to be cool, do what you do is cool. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like Do what you do kids. well with some flavor and you'll be cool. Like the Attitude Era – Kids watched. Yeah. But it wasn't written for them. Right. Because the worst thing you can tell a kid is, this is for you. You know what I hated the most yeah. as a kid? Is yeah. when when I was like 12, 13, 14, and like for Christmas or, or birthdays or just whatever type of gifts I would get, and it was like four teens books. I was like, fuck this. This is stupid. Yeah. I don't want to be a teen. This I want to be a sucks. fucking adult. Yeah. Yeah. Like you get to it, you 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 want so bad to be an adult and be taken serious, but then when you get an adult, you're like, "Fuck this!" I wish I was a kid. But anyhow, when you're a kid, you're like, "I don't want things preteen or <gasps> for me." But and here's the problem: we were led to believe that the entire PG era was for that reason to get the new young crop of viewers. Well, that clearly failed. So now what? Are we going to be subjected to another? Yes. PG era, like and but like what? Just when it, we have. A huge amount of talent that could do the opposite, right? We, they've got the best, coolest wrestlers in the world right now. Easy. Pretty much all of them. Yep. 95% of them. So they could be having the coolest, smoothest, hippest thing, which they kind of do in NXT. Uh, you know, like, but they're just not producing that. And I, and I don't know. I, I'm yeah, at a loss for it. And I, 
I think it's, you know, you know, I always look to Raw when I'm saying this, but it's a catch-all, right? So, hey, we need comedy. Enzo and Cass. Hey, we need something spooky. Bray Wyatt. Hey, there, I got the buzzards, right? And then, hey, we just need that, you know, marketable, good-looking guy, Roman. And it's like, God damn, man, stop doing this for everyone thing and just focus in on, this is fucking cool. Right here, mm-hmm. this shit. Right. Boom, 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 boom. Kevin Owens cuts a promo. Nakamura fucking humps a violinist. I don't know, but like, do some cool shit. That's all I'm saying. Let them be cool, or let them be fucking dorks and get fired. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Time will tell. Yeah. All right, this is a eyebrow raising story, in my mm. opinion. So there's not much to it. Trailblazing. But- Right, but it eyebrow makes me raising. go. Hmm. Well, it, well, I only I have a unibrow, so I, right. it's just an eyebrow raise. Eyebrow raise, right? Yeah, there's no eyebrows. Right. Anyhow, so check out this. No update on Daniel Bryan's WWE return. Yeah. There is no official update from WWE on when Daniel Bryan will return to his GM role on WWE TV. He is home with wife Bree enjoying family time with their new daughter and he posted a workout video this week and so he's obviously being uh, social media conscious however and i know there's not much to speculate right now right because typically you know there's a, a a period of time where the mother stays home with the newborn child a maternity leave now she's retired so i don't know what that really is but you know, he also can do that because of his situation in the company. Mm-hmm. However, he has made uh, mention many of times that he wants to wrestle again and he's just waiting out his contract. Yeah. So it doesn't seem like even though he might have a great time and we love him, love him on Talking Smack mm-hmm. and as the GM, I don't know if he loves to do that. So yeah, I don't maybe, think he does. Maybe he just goes. How about I just wait this contract yeah. out while I watch this uh, child uh, grow up? Hey, I'll retire from all of it, right? And then, oh, you mean that contract was done? Maybe I'll come out of retirement in. Oh, New wherever. Japan just called. Right. Oh, 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 shit. Oh, well, oh. I am retired. All right, so yeah. <laughs> oh go. man, so I'm not contractually obligated to wwe anymore mm-hmm. oh man i was just gonna stay home uh, with my child and you know be a great father but i guess if new japan wants me to wrestle tanahashi in the tokyo dome i guess i'll For do the it title. right yeah <laughs> right <laughs> yeah well all right man let's see what happens in due time let's take a break now Make sure you keep sticking with us through these breaks, too. So up next, we've got Tweet the Table, which is a fun interactive segment. We'll explain more when we come back. But then after that, we've got that great interview we told you about when we started the show with Maverick, the new NWL STL champion. It's awesome. But Tweet the Table's next, and that'll be when we return to the Spanish Announce Table, which is on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And Daylight Savings Time was created to save energy, but it actually increases residential energy use instead. (laughs) Ha ha! TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Hey, 
Hey, what's up? It's WWE superstar Dolph Ziggler here, and you're listening to the Spanish Announce Table on the Trending Topics Network. So 202 of the Spanish announce table, the real Spanish announce table, this good old American bred and raised, and that means the same thing, <laughs> American version of the Spanish announce table. Come on with it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what them Canadian sat potters do up there. We're down here. We make money for this company. I don't know what the fuck you do. All right. All right. That was a great story. All right. That was a great story. <laughs> T-Mac, it's Tweet the Table. This is where we get the the heart of the fans, right? The heart of the listeners, right? What's on your mind? What are you feeling about wrestling? We do that by Tweet the Table. You go on your Twitter machine every time you have any kind of wrestling thought, opinion, feeling, idea, concept, whatever. You hashtag Tweet the Table and you tell us about it. And we're going to read the very best of them. The tip right top, here? Cream of the crop. Right here. Right where? Right here, right here. Right when? Right now. Oh, my goodness. At Theo75 says, next week on Raw, Miz gets sued on live TV by the guy in the bear suit. Hashtag tweet the table. Hashtag cornet face. How fun was that? That was great. I like that. And uh, <laughs> I thought it was Dean Ambrose, too. Once they started talking, I was like, okay, so nobody got the bear. Dean Ambrose, and then he starts punching him, and I'm like, oh, this is getting good, right? This is getting but good. But I still want to know who got the bear. Do what? Yeah, who got the bear? Well, Dean I Ambrose had to get who it. got the bear. Dean Ambrose had to get the bear, I guess. So then the guy should sue Dean Ambrose for a bad working uh, environment. So the Miz now, seven-time Intercontinental Champion, second only to Chris Jericho at nine. Is it time to get Miz back in a world title picture here? Miz is doing the best It was on work. SmackDown. Not on Raw. There's way too many guys ahead of him. God. So, I mean, geez, man. But the, are we wasting some of his best work then? Yeah. Be back on I think SmackDown? he should go back over to SmackDown. I agree. And I think he should be the champion on SmackDown. Not to say that he doesn't deserve it on Raw, right? Like, right now, as far as hitting his stride and just knocking out home runs mm-hmm. each and every week, yeah, he's doing better than Seth Rollins. Right. He's doing better than Bray Wyatt. But from a... I don't know, legacy or credibility standpoint right now. It just seems like those guys are ahead of him. Just oh, yeah. Position of the well, they're, they're, right now they're trying to get over Finn Balor and Reigns and Samoa Joe and uh, who else we got going around in here. You know what I mean? So it's just they're trying to cra- – and Seth Rollins has got to do something, right? So I feel like it's a little overloaded on Raw, especially yeah. at least that would be preventing him from moving up. However, I mean – has a Seth Rollins ever held the Intercontinental Championship? Nope. I, I know he held so. the United States. So, you know what I mean? Maybe shuffle these guys. Down. Maybe shuffle Finn Balor. Yeah, why is he winning that the just, IC title? Yeah, I mean, why does he... I get that he was the first universally, never lost it, uh, suck a dick. Yeah, but, but so like, what? you go down, Miz comes yeah, up. Right. Yeah. Exactly right. I would have no problem with that. At Lady Undertaker says... Love Samoa Joe describing to Heyman what he's going to do to him. Deadly whisper, hashtag tweet the table. I, this match is going to be fucking great. It's just going to be a brutal slugfest. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be so fun. And I even loved Samoa Joe's whole promo, like even how it started before Heyman got involved, when he's like, 
here stands a man that doesn't fear Brock Lesnar. He's like, I mean, I can't fear him because I idolize him so much, right? Like, I, I want everything he has. I want his fucking this. I want his that. I want his title, right? Like, I mean, just, right. God, I want his great. advocate. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that was so great. Yeah, I loved all of that. At, we got two people on this one. At Oh, yeah, and this is good. We got two people on this one because I want the dichotomy of this and see where you align on it. At okay. Katie First. Lady. Says, everything about Extreme Rules was great except for the women's title match. Hashtag tweet the table. And at WIRCATA says, I didn't really feel that Extreme Rules pay-per-view as a whole, to be honest. Great ending to the main event, though. Hashtag tweet the table. I kind of f- feel more like Cata feels. With extreme I don't know. I think if I was, you know, gun to my head, what do you like uh, as far as those two? I think I would favor a little bit more towards um, Katie just because of what the pay-per-view was. Right now, if that was WrestleMania, uh, fuck off. Yeah, that one wasn't as good. But for a pay-per-view, yeah, everything was good except for that fucking women's match. God, that was terrible. Bailey, I mean, just ask for your release because they don't fucking give a shit about you. Yeah. Why did you book all this to still have her pull up lame and not do it? And is she afraid of a fucking stick? Yeah, like I don't. I saw her throw bait, or I saw her throw Sasha Banks into a barricade (laughs) as hard as she could. Kata tweeted this. I didn't include this, you know, just because you know we've got a we can't include them all at some point, but. Uh, he even said, wait a minute, so Bailey got into wrestling to not hurt people? Like, this makes zero sense. Well, I understand the, like, physicality, right? Like, like hey, I'm not in this to injure people sure. and, you know, permanently Assault scar you. them for life, right? I'm right. in this for competition and to know who's the best. Baby face, right? I get that. However, okay. you have no legs to stand on when I've seen you. Do yeah. worse things than hit a person with a stick. With a stick. You're afraid of wood? Yeah. Then uh, your uh, husband might need to be talked to. A slotted stick, even. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. right. At Mr. Fourth Row says, did Ellsworth say money in the bag? Talk about being a stoonard. Hashtag tweet the table. Well, it's, it's you know, it's him. Uh, man, Ells- Ellsworth's just still good. Like, I, you know what I mean? This was a fun experiment because I was like, how long is Ellsworth really going to last around here, right? But he keeps finding ways to be entertaining to me. And I like him. I like him. Yeah, I think he's in a perfect role with no chin and no future yeah. just to be annoying. Well, yeah, and- yeah, and that's it. We all know, like, nobody's like, oh, man, we got to give Ellsworth a run with the IC title now. Nobody's thinking nope. that, not even Ellsworth. Ellsworth's just like, you guys are still letting me come here, right? Awesome. <laughs> Like, yeah, I, I bet that's literally what he says every week. Right. Like at catering, he grabs a piece of chicken and is like, this is free? Like, <laughs> I'm I can st- winning. I can still <laughs> like, eat this, right? Yeah. You know, like, I bet you he loves it every oh, single time. Every time. He probably wakes up with a fucking boner and a smile. At the yeah. Iceman forever. And not even thinking of a woman or a man. Right. It's <laughs> just like, hey, it's another day. All right. At the Iceman forever says... Those feathers Alicia Fox brings to the ring make it look like she just skinned an ostrich. Hashtag tweet the table. Alicia Fox, man. Well, you know what she could do with those uh, feathers Hmm. is put it on that forehead that fucking shines so bright and cover that shit up. (laughs) Shines so bright. All right. At the 075, TJ Perkins was a crappy champion. 
and is still a crappy wrestler. This gimmick sucks, and I'm taking a burrito break. Hashtag tweet the table. He's not a crappy wrestler. Yeah. He's not a crappy wrestler at all. He is high level as far as just performing an in-ring match. But this fucking whatever we're calling it is bullshit. Yeah, this, yeah. At Kenny first. His promos are so unrelatable. Yeah, well, and he's just, yeah, there's no Has character he never here. The only character insight we got to TJ Perkins in this WWE run is Brian Kendrick used to cruise by the school and pick him up to fondle him. That's all we've got so far as to who the fuck right. this guy is. Oh, and he likes video games. Like, great. Cool. So does, you're so Xavier Woods. You're a right. light-skinned Xavier Woods. Right. Fucking yeah, awesome. Right. Only guys don't invite you to fuck their girlfriends. So, I, well, maybe yeah. they do. I don't fucking know. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? Right? Right. Right? <laughs> Wait, there it is. <laughs> throw that in there. All right, at Katie first. A lady says, well, clearly Mr. T attacked Big Cass with that gold chain. I knew it. Hashtag tweet the table. Good reference. It's Mr. T, man. He did it for his mom. I don't know. Does does like a Chris Mercado know who Mr. T is? Well, he probably knows that he loves his mama, but that might be it. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Maybe he went back and watched some old. Uh, probably not. The, I think you know who Mr. T is. Maybe not. I guarantee you my son would not. Now, there's an age difference, obviously, between Chris Mercado and my son. but You think a, a high school senior would know who Mr. T maybe is? Maybe not. Maybe That's not. Cr- God damn it. We're old. Right? Fuck off. <laughs> time go fuck off time mr t they'll be like who the fuck is that at Balatosis x says Corey graves making a mean girls reference on raw dude is the right kind of nerd and at b underscore double underscore d says damn that must be one hell of a dick pic that graves keeps showing angle hashtag tweet the table <laughs> it's one hell of one man it's gotta be a huge but why would they keep looking at it? <laughs> well, I mean, if it's that big, you're impressed. You know what I mean? Hey, I know but, we looked at this uh, a week ago, but dude, look at it again. You, you might be confused. I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> why is there so many veins? Right. I don't have that many veins in my penis. Why, I, why is, is there happening? so many colors on this thing? All right. <laughs> why does it look like Neapolitan ice cream? Why is it a still photo, but it looks like it's moving? <laughs> <laughs> that's all they're talking about that's all that's yeah. going on why why and then they why? start a why chant <laughs> yeah why <laughs> uh, katie first lady says so not only does lana make her debut on smackdown live before rusev she gets a title match and money in the bank she'll win right hashtag tweet the table i hope so God. how fucking cool would that be well, and I wonder if they know something we don't, right? I mean, she's word is she'd been training, so maybe you know she's going to come out and, and at least be solid, right? So who knows? However, if she won, right, and no other title changes took place, uh, fill fill everyone in about uh, the champions. Yeah, it was some somebody on Twitter. It was uh, you know like a a blog or of some sort had pointed out. That Naomi is the only face WWE champion right now. So you have what? You have Brock, you have 
gender. gender. You have uh, the IC is Miz. U.S. is Owens. The tag teams are Usos and who's the other ones? Uh, the Standard or whatever they're calling. Uh, the, Cesaro bar. And the, yeah, bar. the Bar. <laughs> the Bar is actually not bad, right? It's, and it's, it is, but every time I like try to th- – yeah, if it was The Bar, but yeah. it's – the bar all right uh yeah i mean and i even started thinking i was like well hell even in nxt well, like yeah neville uh even in nxt you've got the authors of pain and you've got oscar which is you know depends on who you ask i suppose all right and then alexa bliss alexa bliss right naomi that's it <laughs> only face champion weird uh it is odd to see that you know that she's got this title match so i'm a little interested to see where this goes well, and also because they don't know how to write for a heel. It's always been a promotion, WWE, of the babyface chasing, right? That's yeah. all they know how to write. They don't know how to write. Well, I mean, they wrote their greatest storyline with the babyface as the champion, but still he was trying to overcome the evil boss. Mm-hmm. However, other than that storyline, it's always been the babyface is coming to get the title. Yay! Yay! Underdog. At Theo75 says, moron fans, you need to stop booing. Neville versus Austin is a great match. Uneducated, unwashed, blasphemous tits. Hashtag tweet the table. Blasphemous tits. I like that. Uneducated, unwashed, blasphemous tits. Hashtag tweet the Name table. Name your sex tape? Uh, what do you think of this match? Thought it was forgettable. Yeah, me too. Uh, and I'm just surprised they didn't have Austin win the title. I'm a little, what do you well, do I with like Austin that. now? I like that. Keep it fucking going, right? The only way you legitima- legitimize a king is by he fucking winning all the time. King of the cruiserweights, yeah. Right, make him fucking yeah, king. True. All right, at Dapper Gent 2, this is the second Dapper Gent, says super pumped for the women's ladder match. Not so much for the Kindle stick on a pole match. Hashtag tweet the table. I know. I was super excited thinking I was like, hey, I'm going to watch uh, game one, right? And then, or was it game two? It was game two. And then I'm going to watch Money in the Bank. And then I was like, ah, shit, it's Extreme Rules. <laughs> and I was like, something like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely watching game two. <laughs> and then watching yeah, Extreme Rules. Which both were as about of competitive as <laughs> yeah. matches. Yeah. Gosh, putting a clown suit on him. All right. At B underscore double underscore. D. Says, Jesus Christ. Sasha dances like every drunk white girl at last call. Hashtag tweet the table. I think she's okay. Well, she starts off very (laughs) She also liked the drunk girl at last call, too. (laughs) Well, yeah. I don't know, man. (laughs) But, I, I mean, I think she starts off. Yeah, like drunk girl, right? Like, right. hey, I'm pulling you in, uh, and yeah. then I'm gonna mime. I got a rope. I'm stuck. <laughs> I'm stuck in a box, right? Like yeah. she starts off really bad, yeah. but then she realizes, like, no, I can fucking dance. I can and actually then, dance. And then she okay. walks pussy first and just gets to work. Well, speaking of pussy first, the one picture they always show about her dancing with uh with the old crackhead Billy Bob on the train. Is her grabbing her vagina? Look at any picture. <laughs> okay. It's always just like, ooh, look at it. And it's like, pussy first. They know. They listen. They know. They know we know about the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> they know we know about the pussy. 
We yeah, we know. Speaking and of the- pussy first, that's a phrase you just muttered on this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the Iceman Forever says, So no makeup for Finn? That's a letdown. I always dig his entrances. Hashtag tweet the table. And at B underscore double underscore. D. Says, Wait, let's go back. Hold on. Yeah. That is, or, or is this about the same thing? What? You're, you're yeah, it's about the same thing. Okay, go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. At B underscore double underscore. D. Says, was it just me? Or did the announcers and promos spend a decent amount of time shitting on Finn Baylor tonight? Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, what in the fuck? I don't. It's now even more confusing, because Anthony uh, Sharkbait gets Terrace. Uh-huh. Fucking uh, Ben is his favorite guy, right? It's the background on his phone. Right. He listens to it every time he trains, when he's sparring or doing jujitsu. Like Ben's his fucking. Getting ready guy, for right? his debut at NWL this Saturday. This Saturday, yes. But uh, back to Finn. I didn't get it. And I was like, I don't fucking get this guy. What is he? And then he explained it. And I guess I, I, I gave him the benefit of the doubt. Cause he said, look, Finn, no makeup is regular season game. Right. Mm-hmm. But then when it's playoffs, it's all out demon time painting up. Right. And I go, that's pretty fucking whack, but I guess that makes sense. Right. right? Save money on makeup. Well, and then, you know, you, you go 100% when you need to go 100%, yeah, right? right? Yeah, true. However, this was a number one contenders match yeah. to face the champion. Yeah. No makeup. No makeup. Fuck off, Finn. I think he forgot it. I think they forgot it. He was like, hey, guys, you want to put a makeup on me? Oh, man. I got I to gotta put together... Uh, uh hey, we're really time. highlighting gold dust right now so it's taking yeah. extra time to fucking we've got to put yeah. this extra layer of gold lacquer on his fucking face all right at lady undertaker says the more i see god damn it we gotta put another fucking gallon of paint on gold dust it's like 96 at, again jesus fucking christ and the glitter is all fucking over me at lady undertaker says the more i see of shinsuke nakamura the more of a fan i become mesmerizing hashtag tweet the table uh, wow. Yeah. A lot of people aren't liking it. They're feeling a little underwhelmed, which I told you is the theory of what I said about Nakamura's character, right? Mm. There, He's you two. Now, yeah. regardless of what you think, he plays well on the special show, but when you're in Poughkeepsie, yeah. who gives a fuck? He's but, really good when there's a large crowd and they all want to go, whoa, you know, <laughs> like it's just... You know, well, and he delivers a great match when it's needed too. Yes. when it is on that scale of 100,000 in yep. Dallas or whatever it is. He's like, fuck, yeah, you want to see some cool shit? Look at my but dick. when it's a when it's a tag match and it's him and Sami Zayn versus Corbin and Owens, it's kind of like, oh, you're, you're, yeah. tra- you're talking with your mouthpiece in Nakamura. You're yeah. doing that again. No one does that. Yeah. No one talks with a mouthpiece in. Yeah, well, he does. At the Iceman Forever says, Can someone please explain to me why the next pay-per-view is called Great Balls of Fire? Hashtag tweet the table. When you saw the logo, it looks like a dick, too. Yeah, it one, it's a rib. It's a rib. And two, he's old, and Jerry Lee Lewis is probably, like, prime high school years for him. Do you think... This is some kind of like Vince. That's like, is. yeah. Do you think there's some kind of like 
God damn it, I'll name whatever the fuck I, I'll name something Great Balls of Fire and get it over. <laughs> you know what I mean? They'll be like, no, you can't name it Great Balls of Fire. And be like, God damn it, watch me. You call up the fucking, you know, tell them to change bad blood into fucking Great Balls of Fire right now. And they'll be like, right, right now? <laughs> You know what I, mean? I think like, that's exactly yeah. it. I think we just literally said the meeting to pitch this pay-per-view right there. Right. This is exactly how it went down. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, like when Jon Stewart was leaving The Daily Show, right? Mm-hmm. His last week of shows, he did one segment where he didn't say a word. He just made noises and gestures. Right? And yeah. Like, hmm? Mm-hmm. Huh? Eh? pointed at this right <laughs> yeah. and then the segment was over and everyone was like what the fuck and then he came back from commercial and he goes so i've been here for 15 years and we always thought could we do a segment where i didn't say a word and you know what <laughs> we just did it yeah. and so i think great balls of fire is a lot like that where yeah. it's like you can't get it over you know what fuck you yes fuck i can you. Yes, watch I can. this yeah vince goddamn mcmahon all right, at Theo75, and I think I'm going to make this the uh, T-Max Storytime Tweet of the Week. Okay. Okay. Theo75 says, The Drifters concert is way better than a crappy rock concert. Hashtag Tweet the Table. What I want the T-Max Storytime of the Week here, T-Mac, is fix this Drifter storyline. What do you mean? He, they're wanting him to be a rock star. Yeah, but I want you to make this better because this sucks. Oh, does it? I kind of like it. <laughs> this segment's really not getting over very well. <laughs> Twice now, where I've tried to cut in a T-Max story time through the week, and you're like, well, but, Okay, the Bailey <laughs> thing, you can't do. All right, I'll try to fix it. The Bailey one, though, you can't. Bailey okay. will always be a baby face. All right. Obviously, they <laughs> confirmed what I was thinking. Okay. Okay, the drifter thing. Well, first off, I wouldn't just have him in the middle of the ring uh, singing. Like you're you're not a singer, you're a drifter. Yeah, that's not what right? a drifter does. He doesn't get yeah. a a slot lined up to sing in front of people at at eight thirty. Yeah, you're you're not a traveling musician. You're a drifter. You just right. go wherever you feel. Just right, you and your guitar. I would have him do more backstage things where keep him in a city after you left. Right. So next week on Raw, they're in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But the last week before that. They were in Philadelphia. So he's in fucking Philadelphia. Yeah. Just drifting. Right? Because he's so fucking... Like, I yeah. don't go by your rules. Mm-hmm. And then you have him... Should he, I like... Would... Should he get to the venue by hoboing on a train? <laughs> like, I mean, should he be the drifter? Well, I mean, yeah, but no one rides a train anymore, but... <laughs> well, the drifter you know certainly would by hoboing on a fucking, like, cargo train. Okay, all right, but this isn't the 1930s. They're <laughs> running up and jumping There's in. A fucking train right on the goddamn I'm... house. Are you gonna jump in? No, but the drifter would. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> Anyhow, um, but you know what I would do? Okay, so let's compromise, right? Let's yeah. say that they still want to get this whole guitar thing. Over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, then that's what I would do. Have him in the the week previous once. Every other month, right? You're in Pittsburgh. He's still in Philadelphia. And you have him at a local bar. And it's open mic night. And someone does a song and they clap. And then he grabs the microphone. And he goes, I want to tell you a story about an ungrateful person. And it's about Dean Ambrose, right? Because yeah. I like that feud, right? A, yeah, a crazy lunatic versus a, a weird, quiet kind of 
keep Drift to himself yeah. heel, right? Yeah. So yeah. I like that. But then he, he grabs the, the microphone. And he goes, I'm going to tell you a story about an ungrateful person. And then he starts playing his guitar, and then they boo, right? Boo. Yeah, because he sucks. And then one guy's like, this is you're not Johnny Cash because that's what a, a reference that right. Vince would like, right? You're not Johnny Cash. And then the drifter pulls a Jeff Jarrett, smashes the guitar over his head, and then leaves the bar. Slap nuts. Well, it doesn't say that, but yeah, he does. does that. <laughs> so, and then, and then what I would do is then the next week, Enzo and Cass, another fucking thing happens where they're both laid out, right? Mm-hmm. Drifter walks by. Drifter. Why not? Because yeah. who fucking knows? Could right. be him too. Could be the drifter the whole time. I would have him be so random and kept to himself. And even when he like loses what? a match, he doesn't like get upset. He just gets up and just is like, off. I'm not, I'm not done with you, right. but we're done for tonight. And yeah. then just leaves. When our paths cross again. Right. Yeah. yeah. I would make him legitimately a drifter right. where he just goes and have him interject in existing storylines, right? So Kurt yeah. Angle's flipping out about this phone thing, right? He can't find his phone one week. You know who has it? Drifter. The fucking Drifter. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Is he That's behind it? it? They nope. search for the whole show, and in like the last 30 minutes, they go, oh, Jesus, man. And he'd be like, what? He'd be like, you know. He'd be like, oh, Jesus. He'd be like, you got to go find him. And he's like, oh, man, I don't want to talk to that guy. <laughs> right? And he's like, hey, man, you want your phone or not? And he's got to go find the drifter. And he finds him some random-ass fucking spot. You know what I mean? To yeah. get his phone back. Yeah, of course. Or, you know, you, you lead to Kurt Angle thinking it was Seth Rollins the entire time to sabotage him. And we are getting a maybe Seth Rollins goes back to heel because of his whole history of yeah. the architect and all this stuff. Right? So Kurt Angle goes and angrily you know confronts seth rollins backstage and the drifter walks by and goes excuse me were you looking for this yeah. and he just hands it to him starts strumming his guitar and walks off kurt angle's like and then hey, he'd be like hey. i would even like, like you looking for this and then he starts drumming he goes your mother says hi right and just looking like right just throwing a quick little and then drift off well but that was, yeah, that's what I was going with is he says, you know, Kurt Angle's like, wait a minute. Hey, come back here. Come back here. And he just exits the door. Yeah. Just gone. Drifts and off. Fuck off. And then the next week, that's when Kurt Angle's like, Drifter, how did you have my phone? Where did this come out? And he's not in the town. You know why? Because now he's in fucking Vancouver. Right. He's in, he's in an entirely different town. <laughs> yeah. And the beauty is you can shoot that next door anywhere. right yeah. anywhere. <laughs> you can shoot it next door but yeah. he's in you know mumbai all right let's move on at gentle beast 06 says champa cut a nice promo hashtag tweet the table yeah that was great you see oh that yeah, yeah yeah i did see that that was yeah. good yeah about how uh um he thought gargano was gonna leave him so he mm. did it first yeah very yeah. good gonna get replaced I'm, i don't i'm not replaceable or something like that yeah yeah, that was great. At B underscore double underscore. D. Says, Bray. Nobody cares. Sorry. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah. Yeah, this one's done, I feel like. It's a shame. Jump the shark. Could have been real I th- good. I, I think the House of Horrors match jumped the shark. Yeah, it was just, yeah, it felt not thought through enough. Yep. You know what I mean? The concept when you, on paper sounds like you could do a lot with it, but they didn't do a lot with 
They did a lot. I don't know what they did, though. At Lady Undertaker says, Those newscasts from India, are they for real? Did they really announce Jinder's victory as news? Hashtag tweet the table. Yes. And this is what we're talking about. WWE's going over there because that is the largest consumer of their materials is there in India. So they're going to go start Jeremy drilling Borash. that oil. Yeah, Jeremy Borash even went on record to say, like, there's endless possibilities right now in India. Mm-hmm. So everyone's running to that. Yeah, it's not just wrestling. I mean, it's companies. It's everything. Well, if you listen to Jinder Mahal uh, talk about, uh, yeah, they absolutely would have announced him as as the, you know, on news as the champ. Because when he talks about the great Kali when he's on Jericho's podcast, if you listen to him on Jericho's podcast, uh, he talks about the great Kali and how super famous he is over there in India. And he goes, everybody knows who the great Kali is. He's like, even people that don't watch wrestling, you know who the great Kali is. And he says, I he is he asserts that the great Kali is the most famous wrestler in the world. Because he says everybody in India knows who the great Kali is. And that's 1.4 billion people. And then there's the, all the people in the U.S. who know. And so he might be have in the top five of most famous wrestlers in the world is the great Kali. Go figure that. India is I, huge. I would give it, yeah, I'd give it top five. Yeah. Isn't that nuts? That's how many people are there in India, and that's what they're seeing. That's how many people are spending money, and that's how many oh, – it's insane. Insane. And their economy's on the rise. Yeah, it's not just wrestling. There going to be a lot of Indian influence around the world coming up here. Untapped resources. At Theo75 says, did they replace Alicia Fox with a better wrestler? Or did she get better at wrestling? Hashtag tweet the table. She's good. I've always thought she's super athletic and, you know, kind of clunky but believable. Yeah. I've always thought she was good. Yeah, what she may be getting better at, too, is like knowing how to tell a story in the match kind of a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But she was always athletic yeah. and able to do the moves and, and look believable and stuff. Yeah. At B underscore double underscore. D. Says, I would have never thought that in 2017 I'd give a damn about gold dust. Boy, was I wrong. Hashtag tweet the table. Love it. Give him that time and he will let himself shine. <laughs> he'll rise to the challenge and he'll you know, just dig in and get a little bit better each day. You know? Yeah. Keep chopping at that wood. Yeah, he'll keep chopping at that wood. He'll just keep slowly moving forward, making progress. That's all you gotta do. Day right? in, day out. Just stick get to the one percent better. Yeah, just stick to the fundamentals, right? Just, yeah. At Lady Undertaker says... If you love what you do, you'll never have to work a day in your life. At Lady Undertaker says, I enjoyed the fashion files noir. Move over Humphrey Bogart. Hashtag tweet the table. What I don't like about where they're going now is the the telepathic. They can hear each other's thoughts. But I like the New Day in New Day couldn't hear it. Right. That was if fun. New Day could, if New Day could, then I'd be like, okay, what the fuck? Everyone right. hear it. But maybe that's their connection is because they can hear each other. Right. And so, yeah. so, yeah, and I guess it, it might open some more comedic possibilities. And stuff. I like the New Day better in that segment uh, because of things like that when he's like, okay, so it looks like they're doing that thing again. So, let's <laughs> we'll get out of here. Yeah. And then they're like, "We're black." I love, I love the little yeah. nuances. We're when Biggie goes, "We're black," and looked at Fandango yeah. and said, "And white." white. Yeah. Like, well, and did you like when they were face to face squaring off? I was like, "God damn, Fandango's 
looks bigger than Big E now. Obviously, Big E's thicker, right? But I was like, shit. He's like, Fondango yeah, looks he's like he's an dope. athlete. Fondango's a fucking athlete. Goddamn Johnny Curtis dude. knows what the fuck he's doing. Oh, did you see how I pulled the cat out of there and called him Johnny Curtis? Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember his WWE name right now. Even though it's on the bottom third, but I'm going to say <laughs> At Theo75, it says, I really hope old leather with implants does not return to Raw, since uh, it's been much better with Kurt Angle. Hashtag tweet the table. Hashtag Cornette face. Here's my guess. This is my official guess. Okay. I think it will be clue upon clue upon clue that it is Stephanie, right? Yeah. Where Corey says... She sent me another text. Who's she? Ah, I'm sorry. I wasn't supposed to say that, right? Mm-hmm. Clue upon clue upon clue. Kurt Angle goes, if you don't think I'm doing a good job, you come out here and you address me, you know, boss to employee or however he wants to say that, right? And then Vince fucking McMahon walks out. Nice. And that's who has a problem with him. Like and you know who has Vince McMahon fight for him? triple fucking h uh-huh. and then we have triple h versus kurt angle that, that would be good i like that all right god damn you're good at god this. fuck yeah i'm good at this shit <laughs> at gbl anything else at gbl well yeah at gbl 316 says hashtag tweet the table rich swan and one half of the mega powers 2.0 sasha banks hashtag legit boss so is Sasha here now? Is that what she's doing now? Or is this just a thing? Here's how dumb. I don't know about that. Here's how dumb the 205 purple ropes are. Uh-huh. Did you watch that match, by the by the way? Did you watch no. the intergender tag team match? No. Okay. Uh, just Google a picture of the match, right? Just yeah. Google a picture. Did you notice the ring color? Nope. Did you notice the rope color? It wasn't 205 Live. Oh. So then why the fuck do we do it for the Marvel match? Yeah. Dumb shit. Yeah, it's true. Right, now it's intergender, so nope, it's not 205 Live. But, but do you see what you're doing with your branding? It makes no fucking sense. It's convoluted. It's just a malarkey of shit. You know, cut it out. Knock it off at the underscore double. And why can't why can't Neville eventually? This is what uh, the other thing I don't get. Why can't Neville say I'm tired of being king of the cruiserweights? Next is the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. Why Why is he only saying? Well, I guess I got to find T.J. Perkins again. Yeah. Like, if you think you've conquered it, move on. Well, or why can't you try to go get both? Yeah. Exactly. Why aren't we having a match where it's uh, Miz, or let's just say Dean Ambrose wins it again, or let's say Babyface wins it. Let's say it's uh, Seth Rollins beats Miz for the Intercontinental yep. Championship, right? Why are we not have not having a Intercontinental Championship versus Cruiserweight Championship match of Neville versus Seth Rollins? That'd be fucking awesome, wouldn't it? Would it? Be, yeah. And think about this: if Neville gets a, it's an untitled match, right? But if and Neville gets, gets the windfall, victory. then he gets a shot, right? He gets a, you know, he gets a match later against him for the title. Right. right? And now you add credibility to 205 Live because you're like, well, I'm going to fucking watch this because that guy beat Seth Rollins. Right. Yeah, he could. Yeah. Right. Stop separating these people like it's a fucking, they're separating them like the fucking clowns that come out of the circus and they all run out of the car. Yeah. That's what 205 Live is. Yeah. There's like, da, 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 look at us, we're running around. And then they get back in the car and drive away and then you go back to the circus. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what act. they are. Yeah. At B underscore double underscore. D. Says the club reduced to already in the ring jobbers. 
That's sad. Go back to Japan, guys. It's better for you there. Hashtag tweet the table. I agree. Look, we've got other tag teams that can do what these guys are doing right now. And let them go be stars again. You know, where people like them. <laughs> like, well, and I'll add that it's only sad for you because I don't give a shit. Yeah, I don't even think it's sad. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. It's sad that somebody else that, you know what I mean, that we might get behind is is there but not getting to do that spot right hey you know? maybe they can go to their true calling of opening up their own body shop right with goldberg at lady undertaker says cesaro and sheamus are raw tag champions again hail to the swiss superman and celtic warrior hashtag tweet the table they should just call themselves that right it's not it's just the swiss superman and the celtic warrior i like the bar yeah and they're the bar i have them drink and say that they set the bar yeah, they're the bar. Well, I talked about this European bar going, yeah, you know, pub pub crawling, right? And your fucking viewer, as we uh, touched on in the news, is fifty five. Yeah, they like drinking, but, and you've got to make them suave and cool a little bit, right? You know what I mean? But then they get in bar fights, and it's easy. It's easy, man, and it's relatable. And then when you break them up, you have Jack Gallagher as Mini Sheamus. Mini Sheamus. The mini Celtic warrior. That's the perfect the, gimmick. The little warrior. Yeah. Oh, my little warriors. And then, like, Gallagher is, like, flexing behind him. Mm-hmm. Yeah! Yeah! At the Rebel Trucker. Final one, T-Mac. Uh-oh. Says, hashtag tweet the table. Now, I don't know what day this was, but this was sometime during this week. But he says, oh, today mm-hmm. is the three-year anniversary. Of T-Mac making one of the dumbest comments ever. And this is when you had said what? That it was going to be Kane? No. I, okay. It wasn't that I wanted it. I will defend myself. It was what I thought WWE would do because Daniel Bryan's injury. So I thought at Money in the Bank that Kane would defeat Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship, which would serve as a transitional champion to get it back to Randy Orton. Yeah, and he said he was going to, if that happened, he was going to drive to yeah. Kansas City and drive his truck so right mad. up your he ass. Yeah, drive this. Yeah. And then I made fun of the South, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you had to apologize. Yeah, that was that was out of line. <laughs> that was out of line. You know. But the driving in the truck up your ass was not. That was well worn. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, I get out of my lane a little bit, you know, but I try to get back in. I'm trying to always drive with the flow of traffic, but, you know, sometimes I want to switch lanes and fuck some shit up. Yeah, shit happens. All right, man, that was Tweet the Table. This was fun. If you want to play along, remember hashtag Tweet the Table on Twitter. It's pretty much that easy. Uh-huh. Come on with it. Yeah. Just do it. So stick around. We've got one last segment, and this week it's an interview with the new NWL STL champion, Maverick, and it's awesome. We've said it a couple times, but we mean it. Really like this interview and can't wait to talk to this guy again. Right? Indeed. Yeah, right. So stick around for that in the next segment of the Spanish Announce Table, which is on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And? Rapper T.I. has prevented two people from committing suicide. TrainingTopicsNetwork.com! What day? What's up, guys? This is Jet Royal. And you're listening, you're listening to the Spanish Announcement Table.
Little dude love action, T-Mac. You're staring at me like, uh, like I'm a weirdo. Well, I thought you always played the same music, and this is the music. I do, but we are in a, you know, we got this new format now. We're on the third segment. It's not really a second hour-ish. Uh, so I'm just doing uh, regular music. Well, we do the interview first, as everyone knows, so yes. it could be in the second hour. You don't know. Well, I'm sure it will be rolling into the second hour-ish, but uh, you know, Man, we're going to mix it up a little I'll bit. i tell you what. i tell you what. Uh, you just wanted to hear disco. No, I keep you on your toes, man. I keep you... Uh keep you paying attention you've said it a lot of times you 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 don't even half hear when we're doing the show sometimes yeah exactly right <laughs> hey man it's episode it's episode 202 we do have another interview and this one is uh, we've been talking to this gentleman we actually interviewed him once and i think i deleted it delete uh because i'm yeah you I'm a, did not cause, me you because i'm a shitty friend and uh you know and i don't know what i'm doing half the time plus we were at up down which man i had, had a few drinks in me that evening so that's how that went but what we've got is the new brand new nwl stl champion maverick this this guy's a how how do you describe him t-mac other than i mean he's the raging bull i think that fits pretty well yeah and for people who aren't familiar with his uh strength he's so strong that he can eat a steak with a spoon (laughs) maverick you with us you know what i'm saying Hello. Yeah, hey, hey, you there, buddy? All right. Hey, what's up, man? So, man, you, you're you're the brand new holder of the NWL STL Championship. You defeated Todd Letterman, and uh, was it was a three way in this one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a triple threat match. Uh, anything goes. It was Todd Letterman and uh, Cornell Douglas. Right. Oh, so that's some tough competition there. What the? How, what? So, what does this uh, feel like? Let's 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 get that out of the way. You're you're now the champ. What is is this a, a sense of pride or accomplishment? What do you got going on? Oh man, it's definitely a sense of pride and accomplishment. Um, you know, to say the least. But uh, you know, my my number one goal since I came to the NWL was to be champion. It didn't it didn't matter if I was on the KC brand or the St. Louis brand. You know, and I. I said it before, I'm not really big on the whole rivalry thing. You know, I think it's cool, you know, whatever. Each city has their own rivalry and everyone can pick a side and all that. But uh, when it comes down to it, you know, I'm really just looking out for me. And, I, you know, wins and losses for me and not just for St. Louis matter. So, you know, winning this title was a big deal and a big deal uh, for me. Well, talk to us a little bit about how did you get to NWL? So you're you're on the independent circuit, I assume, and then – now you're the NWL STL champion. So talk us through kind of how that journey happened for you. Um, it all happened really quick, actually. Uh, so long story short, I believe it was November, around November. Now of a relationship, you know, um, g- girl who I've been dating for uh, seven years and, you know, things were very serious and, uh, Basically, you know, everything just ended, you know, and uh, things weren't going right. And it was best for both of us. But um, literally the day after our relationship ended, uh, I was contacted by the NWL. And, uh, the you know, they presented me the offer to come move up to Kansas City and, uh, you know, wrestle with their organization. And, um, you know, after deliberating on it and talking to some of uh, some close uh, mentors of mine and everything, uh, it basically just came down to, you know, it was the best move for me. You know, coming here and uh, working with the NWL and trying to get this thing off the ground. 
So where were you wrestling at before the NWL? Like, were you with another promotion or were you bouncing around? And uh, for people who are unfamiliar with your career, where were you? Were you in like the, the deep south, you know, of Texas or where were you at there? So I was mainly wrestling in Texas, uh, Oklahoma, Louisiana, and Tennessee. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I mean, cause I, I was living in Texas at the time I was living in Fort Worth, Texas. And, uh, yeah, that's where I'm from. That's where all my family is. And yeah, that's mainly, that's where I was working as Texas, but you know, every other weekend I'd be traveling to state to state. So you said this was a, uh, uh, kind of a mutual split here. You didn't have to like skip town and this was an easy way out. This no. Was, okay. no, no, nothing like that, man. You know, I, I, I believe that everything happens for a reason, you know? Um, whether a relationship ended or whatever, but you know, it just, it just seemed to be the right decision, you know, and, uh, everything just fell into place and I'm really glad uh, for the decision I made. So we've talked to a lot of folks, you know, in the NWL now about how this opportunity arose. And we've talked about the numerous benefits that are even exclusive to NWL, but what stuck out for you when they made this call that made you feel like, okay, this is the right move. Oh, I guess what really, I, I was still on the fence about everything. And then I guess when I actually came and checked out the, you know, the corporate office and actually had FaceTime and one-on-one time with people within the company and people who work within the office and saw how passionate they were about this and how passionate they were about the product and how much they wanted everything to succeed and just seeing how everything was run like, you know, a well-oiled machine. Um, it really gave me a boost of confidence in making my decision. So uh, it was really just getting face to face time with, you know, the people running the ship. You're talking about NWL and how it's, you know, basically a well-oiled machine and, you know, a, a very good organization to be a part of. And we've had other guys who are now in the NWL talk about when they started wrestling and kind of that journey of, uh, for example, Jeremy Wyatt uh, was first trained uh, next to a snake pit or like a, it was, yeah, it was, a, like it a, was a pet store pet and had store, snakes yeah. everywhere. So do you oh, have any crazy story pit. going from like <laughs> – starting your wrestling career to now being in an organization, like you said, that's well run. Um, okay. So everything started for me down in San Antonio, Texas. And uh, I was trained um, at the Texas wrestling Academy by Rudy boy Gonzalez. So the Texas wrestling Academy is also formerly known as the Shawn Michaels wrestling school. Yeah. But once Shawn Michaels got back into the WWE, what is it? I think 2003, mm-hmm. that's when um, Rudy boy kind of took over and started running everything and just made it his own. Nice. Um, I trained under Rudy boy for, uh, I believe I trained for about two and a half months, maybe six weeks. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry, not six weeks. I trained for about like eight to ten weeks before I had my first match, and then uh, I continued to train with him and uh, go on the road with him for my first year in the business. Wow. So, well, what was his style like in comparison to like what did you take from him that you now see in the ring when we watch you wrestle? Because you're a very strong, athletic you know, super freak kind of athlete. Was there other super freak athletes, you know, that you were training with and, and what did you take from Rudy? No, actually there weren't. Um, when I first started, uh, and I mean the school now, I mean, there's a lot more, there's a lot more students and everything like that. But when I first started, it was literally me and maybe, you know, 
three to five other people. And what was crazy is like the first day I started, you know, another guy started with me and this guy, this kid came in, you know, he's out of shape, uh, looked like he never, you know, seen a gym before and everything like that, you know, and what a lot of people do like that, you know, they get in the ring and it's, you know, a come to Jesus moment because the stuff we do is, is not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of guys started with me and, you know, they would fade out real quick. So, uh, guys would last sometimes just maybe one or two days and then they would just quit or guys would last one or two weeks and they would just quit. And, uh, you would see people falling off one by one. But, um, I think, you know, the best thing about Rudy boy is, uh, he really drills in like the fundamentals and, um, really taking pride in the business. You know, he won't even let his students have their first match until they've bought their own boots, you know? And uh, it's just those kind of old school mentality towards the business and making people appreciate it and make people, you know, really pay their dues. You know, we'd have to put up and take down the ring at all the shows. You know, we'd have to go out and pass flyers, you know, and random places all over San Antonio. Um, just things like that, you know, really helped me get ahead and really helped me um, grasp and um, I guess, you know, what, just appreciate this business more and not take things for granted. That's great. So, so man, when you yeah. uh, when he sends you out for your first match, what's what's the gimmick? Um, well, yeah. So my gimmick before coming to the NWO, I was Moonshine Mantel. Okay, gotcha. And basically, uh, what I did was take uh, of one of my best friends came up with an idea. I took his idea and I tweaked it and my I made it my own. You know, I went with the Mantel name because uh, you know the Mantel name is kind of synonymous in Texas, especially with, uh, you know Johnny and Ken Mantel up in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Um, also, you got Dutch, you know, the Dirty Dutchman, Dutch Mantel, mm-hmm. and uh, I was always a huge Dutch Mantel fan. Um, so, you know, I adopted the Mantel name. Johnny Mantel gave, you know, gave the blessing, and uh, yeah, we kind of went from there. Nice, I like that. So, how was that first match when, at, when, like you said, you're down there with Rudy's training you, and you're going Man. out there, you're nervous. Like, how did that go? First match was uh, at our gym where we trained at and everything like that okay. in San, south side of San Antonio. And, uh, it, my first match was awesome. I was in there with, uh, one of the guys I trained with, uh, Alex Reigns, uh, good friend of mine. He's in Houston now. Okay. Uh, basically, you know, my first match, I had all my people, you know, all my friends came out, all my family came out. It was, you know, I must've had like 30 to 40 people in the audience just there for me, you know, nice. and it was really cool. Cause coming out there because they all know how hard I, you know, I wanted this and how long I've been working towards, you know, getting to that moment and everything. It was really cool to have, uh, you know, all my friends and family there to support me. And the match itself was actually pretty good. So uh, it was actually, you know, one of the things when I came through the curtain, you know, everyone was like, that was your first match. You know, that's pretty damn good for a first match. So um, I was very happy that night and it was very surreal night too. Cause um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things, a lot of emotions going through. I imagine. Well, going back to the NWL, you know, you're from Texas. Now you're living in Kansas City. You're wrestling for NWL St. Louis. Uh, What's it been like kind of away from your uh, family and friends and out here, you know, in the middle of the country wrestling for a new startup promotion? How's that been for you? Um. I mean, it's been difficult. You know, it's always difficult being away from your uh, family and uh, relatives and just kind of coming out here on the fly. And, um, you know, one day I was planning on, you know, moving somewhere else in the North Texas area. And the next I'm just like, okay, screw it. I'm going to Kansas City. (laughs) Um, This isn't the first time, you know, that I've been away, though, because I 
my first year in, I actually traveled over to Japan. I was over there for two months training. And, uh, you know, same thing, you know, it's, it's hard being over there, you know, not knowing anyone, but you adapt pretty quick and, uh, you, you become friends with everyone else who's, uh, out here doing the same thing as you do. And, um, you know, through all the hard work and all the training, all the practices and everything, you, you know, you adopt new friends and, uh, you become close with those people. So, I mean, man, just kind of on the surface, you've been to Japan, you're from Texas, so you've got all of that, you know, great wrestling history. And now you're here in Kansas City and, you know, we've got some great wrestling history with, you know, Harley Race and the Ortons. Did you grow up a wrestling fan or was this something like that you decided after high school that you wanted to try? Uh, I grew up a wrestling fan. I, I was kind of like one of those kids who used to like, when, when my other friends would mention anything about wrestling, I'd be like, oh, okay, why do you watch that fake crap? It's all dumb, yada, yada, yada. And then I actually sat down, and I remember I started watching like some of the WCW pay-per-views and stuff with uh, a few of my buddies. And I really just, I, for whatever, whatever it was, it, something about it just drew me in. And I was, I was almost hooked immediately. And after that, you know, I just, uh, you know, I was a huge WCW mark, big Sting fan. Love the NWO, all that stuff. And uh, I'd say, you know, it was about the time I was like nine or 10 years old that I was like, okay, this is what I really want to do, you know, with my life. And I really want to pursue this. I like that. See, now we're starting to kind of delve into who you are. And I think that's a good transition. Like who you are as a wrestling fan and a wrestler is a, this is a good transition into our segment that we like to get a good kind of just good view across the wrestling industry, right? With each of our guests. And we ask them the same five yeah. questions, right? You get the idea. You've seen uh -huh. this kind of this concept before, but we're the Spanish announce table, so we had to call it something cool, right? So we called it Cinco Preguntas. All right, this is all in Spanish. You speak Spanish? Uh, see. Sí. <laughs> You'd be the only one. Oh, all right. Yeah, so... You'd be the only one. <laughs> all right. So, do what? You ready I'm for sorry, this? I didn't hear what you guys said. I got cut off. No, this is fine. No, we're, we're just going to run by some quick questions for you. And feel free to, and please do, expand upon the answer. They're not It's not like a rapid fire, right? So when we ask you, you know, okay. uh, the first one, you kind of give us the why also, okay? So the first one is, uh, who's your favorite wrestler of all time? Ooh. Yeah. And we get multiple answers if you can't nail down one, too. This is, you know, let's have fun with it. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to break it down to, you know, um, Mick Foley and Chris Benoit. Nice. Those are uh, those are probably my two favorite. Uh, Chris Benoit, just something about his intensity in the ring, and um, it just made you know. Anytime he was in the ring, you're like, you know, holy shit, this guy's mm -hmm. about to take someone's head off. It didn't matter if he was, you know, five foot nine. You you know that believability, that credibility was there in every match. And uh, Mick Foley, man, I was I was about the biggest Mick Foley fan you could be growing up. Um, huge fan. I, just, I guess I just. I appreciated what he did with his body and how he told stories that way and uh, his promo work and everything like that. You know, I, I met him. I remember I went to like some autograph signing when I was a little kid and I was going to my first uh, WWE event and, you know, I met him and he was just, you know, this huge guy, this larger than life character, you know, with his mask and everything, mm -hmm. got his autograph. And after that, I was, you know, I was the biggest Mick Foley fan ever. I had an entire room on any, you know, I moved quite a bit growing up at any wall that I had in my room, you know, I'd pick out a certain wall and it would be, dedicated to uh mick foley so i'd have like in the middle of it i have my you know eight by ten framed with his autograph and 
all around, you know, the rest of it would just be one big shrine, you know, whether it was Cactus Jack stuff, Dude Love stuff, whatever it was. But, uh, yeah, I was a huge McFoley fan growing up. That's all right, awesome. let's get into the second question now. What is your favorite match of all time? And, again, you can have a couple and expand on what whatever match you'd like. Mm, favorite match of all time. Actually, we'll do one more, too. Since you are a pro wrestler, uh, your favorite match of all time, and then your favorite match that you have wrestled. So we'll give you a two there. Okay. Um. Just one, okay. Just one of my favorite matches of all time would definitely be uh, Undertaker Shawn Michaels WrestleMania. I can't remember the WrestleMania number, but the first time they met. Yeah. Um. Just I don't. I mean, everything in that match just flowed, and uh, you know, just huge Shawn Michaels fan, Undertaker fan, and uh, what they did was just you know nothing short of you know awesome. Right. And myself. Uh, I mean. <laughs> Right now, I mean, the biggest high I've gotten is, you know, winning the St. Louis championship, man. So if I had to say anything, it was this match I had this past Sunday when I brought the title home. Yeah, I, I, that's super awesome. So what uh, – you, you kind of did a uh, – if I'm if I'm remembering this correctly, you did a kind of you, – you flipped here, didn't you? You aligned with um, – I forget the gentleman's name over there. We don't get to see as much STL over here. Gold, um, right? I don't know if I would I, – yeah, Drew Gold, and I don't right. know if I'd really, you know – say it was much of a flip uh what right. i did was make a you know a great business decision i you know i lost the two title matches i had before without drew gold and you know it's like a damn damn magician i bring drew gold along and mm-hmm. abracadabra you know i'm stl champion so uh i yeah. definitely think uh, i don't know if i'd call it so much of a switch sure. as, as much as i call it a you know the right business decision and the right move for my career certainly looks like it's paying off right all right. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, let's get into the next uh, pregunta here. Is, uh, who is your biggest influence? So that can mean biggest more like, you influence. know, like, yeah, like who maybe directly influenced you or also maybe who abstractly influenced you, however you want to answer that. Um, biggest influence is probably my grandfather. Uh, oh, wow. I was raised by my grandparents. You know, my grandparents and my mother, I, I didn't, I didn't, my birth father wasn't in my life, and my grandparents uh, kind of raised me just as much as my mom did. And uh, my grandfather, you know, stepped in the role as my father, and he was there to pick me up and take me to all of my practices. You know, he was the one who took me to my first, you know, handful of WWE events. Um, he was the one watching wrestling with me on Monday nights, you know. And, uh, you know, he, he was a tough old, old bird, man. You know, he had two open-heart surgeries. I had, a, you know, a list of things wrong with him, um, beat cancer, and, he, you know, he continued to fight all the way to the end. So uh, he's my inspiration, you know. He's my uh, he's my rock, and uh, yeah, I'm very grateful for everything he did for me. I have no doubt that there's toughness in your family. I think that's that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's obvious. Yeah. All right, now we're gonna take a left here, and we're gonna get to some weird stuff. So here we go. We're gonna start with the next Cinco Pergunta, and it is: What is your favorite term in pro wrestling, as far as like babyface, heel, uh, skin the cat, things like that? What's your favorite wrestling term? Jeez, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably, I don't know, work or lock. I don't know. We have this yeah. ongoing joke with a lot of the guys here. It's just, you know, we yell out lock up with me out of nowhere and people just lock up, you know, in the middle of, you know, a supermarket uh, or stuff like that. So, uh, <laughs> wait a know, minute. We got to like get that. some stories. That's here. a weird question. I don't no. know, man. Hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we gotta get some stories here. Have you locked up with a fellow NWO wrestler in a supermarket? 
Uh, that may or may not have happened. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I wonder what the reactions may or may not have been of the passers-by in the supermarket. It's such a yeah, yeah man. Jump. You're just there buying groceries, and all of a sudden, you know, two two bigger guys just are in the middle of the aisle and just locking up with each other in fanny packs, no doubt. I imagine. Uh, that might have, yeah, those might have <laughs> right. been worn too. I don't know. Right, could have happened. All right, well, this this last one is. It's not even really a question. It's just more of a fun experiment, and it's kind of going to put you on the spot. So, so we hope we don't get any heat after this. But we're going to pretend we're in a creative cool. meeting here, okay? And it's the all three right. of us, all right? It's it's you, me, and T Mac, and we're booking you for your next big feud, and I mean to the top, as big as everything is there is, like mania level type event, top thing here. Your next big storyline against my co-host T Mac. I need you to give me a storyline. Mm. I'm sorry, I didn't hear the last oh, part of that. So I need you to give me a storyline for this. Give give you a storyline for me and T Mac. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. Um, okay, okay. Well, let's say that uh, T Mac has been just uh, you know coming around the locker room a little bit too much, you know, mm-hmm. getting a little bit too too comfortable with some of the guys, and uh, what he did was basically sitting in the champ's chair while I was gone. And he took the champ's chair without asking. And, uh, you know, I, when people take my chair, especially when I got to put on my boots, all my gear, I got to take off all my clothes and hang up my towel and everything, I use the chair for everything. So T-Mac comes in there, and he just takes over my chair. He's ass naked on it because oh. for some reason he felt like he had to switch clothes even though he doesn't, you know, get in the ring or do anything. Right. And so and now me and him got to settle in the ring. Because I don't like when T-Mac gets his butt sweat on my chair. I don't like when anyone puts their butt on my chair, let alone their butt sweat. So me and T-Mac, we got to throw down now because I can't be having that. Well, of course. So then tell me, are you going over? Is this a squash? What's happening here? Oh, no, we're going to have a chairs match. It's going to be a chairs match. Of course. Use all the chairs in the building. It doesn't matter if it folds. It doesn't matter if it lounges out, whatever the chair. You can bring a lazy boy. Whatever the chair is, we're going to be beating each other with chairs until one of us comes out the victor. Jeez, I imagine who that's going to be. We uh, T Max butt sweat is uh, it's one of the most atrocious things that you can come across in the world, and especially on the champ's chair. But that's the. Obviously, but that's the most justifiable reason to ever have a chair match in wrestling history, right? Like, it's not just like, I just want to hit you with it. It's the genesis of the feud. Like, that's perfect. Yep. That is is great. Absolutely. that is some great storytelling right there. All right, man. So what's the next What's the next big time we can see the champ? When's the next NWL STL event? Uh, fill the folks in on, on where they can get all that and, and how they can follow you, all that kind of stuff. Let's get some plugs out. You know what? Um, you can see the STL champ. I will actually be at uh, the Scottish Rite Temple this Saturday, and I will be in action mm. in an I-70, I-70 series match. The match itself hasn't been announced, so I'm not going to you know, give any further details on that, but that's where you can find me next with the NWL. This Saturday at the Scottish Rite Temple, and I believe bell time is 7.30. That's great. Um, as, far as, as far as Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, it's all Maverick NWL. You can find me on all three of those handles at Maverick NWL. That's perfect. And we're not lying to you folks. This guy is tough. He's he's big. He'll beat you up. 
and he's the champ, and it's it's super fun. We, we're glad you came on, and man, this is some fun stories. I feel like we're gonna have to have you on back again sometime here and and delve deeper into no, some yeah, of these def- things here for sure. Definitely, guys. I mean, you know, I could I could talk to you guys all day, man. It's fun. I love it. Good talking to you. All right, this is great, man. We appreciate you coming on, T Mac. What do you think? I tell you what, man, as as strong as he is, he's also that cool. And like, yeah. he was, that was a great interview. And I tell you what, I'm not kidding you. I'm not trying to put him over. That's the most justifiable reason to ever have a chair match in the history of pro wrestling. It's not one of these things where, oh, you cost me a match because you hit me in the back with a chair. No, I stole this chair. And so it's a chairs match. Like, Great storytelling. That's what we need of. More of that. Uh, yeah, I, like I didn't even see that coming either. Like, how did we not put that together? Yeah, and he's just like, no, great. dumbass, we're gonna have a chairs match. I yeah, love that. and all of his stories, uh, locking up in a supermarket. I can just imagine him and Dak Draper uh-huh. just, just locking up in the middle of a high V <laughs> or a price chopper as it is here in Kansas City. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he was a super great guy. And also, not I, I'm not trying to put this guy over to the moon, but I guess I will. Uh, what a great uh, who inspires him most story that he gave us there. I mean, first off, oh, the name grandfather, because I was thinking it was going to be Rudy. Not to say that that guy wasn't uh, an influence in his career, but, you know, I thought it was going to be some chalk there. And he got really deep with us for a second. Yeah, I, I know that Something that one kind of. I, I wasn't expecting that either. He was full of surprises this time. That was yeah. fun, man. Yeah, what well, and was just. It. That was a well-versed and full-body interview. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I, I, I've, we've talked to this gentleman numerous times and got to meet him backstage through the NWL shows. Uh, he's the nicest guy you're ever going to meet back there. You know, he's he's always respectful of everybody. Says hi to everybody. Just hanging out. One of the guys. You know, he's just super cool dude. So, but don't don't hesitate. Don't think oh. he won't hesitate to put five across your lip. Oh, cool. Yeah. Do not mistake his niceness. For weakness, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, man. Uh, God, what'd you think of the show? I thought it was great. I mean, as everyone knows, we <laughs> record this first, so so far it's been amazing. The show has been great. Those first two segments, uh, can't notch. remember them. Can't remember them quite right now, but <laughs> they're so good we don't even know what we said. Yeah, exactly right. All right, we're gonna get out of here. We'll be back next week for episode two hundred three. Uh, and that'll be right here on the Spanish Announce Table, which is on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And a penny costs two point four cents to manufacture. How awesome is that? TrainingTopicsNetwork.com. You know who you're talking to?